Hello, all you wonderful people. Welcome back to another episode of the All Out Blitz podcast. You got Jeff here. And Brady. And Brady. Brady's a little upset today, which I completely understand, but we're going to get into that because of the game last night. Uh, But welcome back on this Monday, January 13th, 2020. We're here this week to talk about the divisional playoff round. A little review here, what happened within those four football games games over the weekend and then we're going to get into a little preview of championship weekend the afc nfc championship games this coming sunday we're going to start off this episode talking a little bit about the saturday games was the vikings and the 49ers which was a slaughtering of the vikings if i have to say so it was a very underwhelming football game. It was. We watched it. It, um, uh, I don't even know how to say this. It, it was just disappointing in every aspect of a football game. Um, I guess unless you're a Niners fan. Because I was hope because um, I actually just remembered this. I'm four and four this week, and you're five and three. It's the first time you've actually been winning. Yeah, I made some weird picks this weekend. <laughs> This was not one of them because I picked the Vikings and they got clobbered, as I said before, because that Niner defense is not to be messed with. Uh, But then I don't think the Vikings showed up. I think their job... if they beat the Saints, they can definitely beat the Niners. I think their job, honestly, in the NFL is to make sure the Saints don't make it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then after they accomplish that, they just lay down and take a nap for the rest of the year until next season. Because the offense didn't show up. The defense certainly didn't show up. To be fair, though, the Niners did, like, I'm pretty sure they got, like, the first seed. So they could, like, they rested for, like, two weeks. So they had more players, like, ready to go. Their their team was really healthy. They got D Ford back, which was a reckoning. Uh, on that defensive line, and then you had star linebacker Quan Alexander also back and healthy, making plays, tackling, and, and being like all the over Vikings, the field. But like the Vikings, they played like the Saints before, so they're probably all like a little tired. They got they got, a, they got a beaten, but the Niners came out and they played. It was in their building. It was in Levi Stadium out there in San Francisco, <laughs> and they took it to the Vikings, plain and simple. Um, that's difficult for me to say because I want Kyle Shanahan to lose every game for the rest of his entire career. Falcons fan. Because, call me a bitter Falcons fan, I don't care. It is what it is. Let's go to the next game. It's the best game of the whole entire year so far. <laughs> the Tennessee Titans and Baltimore Ravens. We're already done talking about the Vikings and the Niners? Titans win 28-12. Who? The Titans? Yeah! Who did they beat? Uh, Ravens. The Ravens? Derrick Henry. Well, that's surprising. I get maybe not though. I picked the Titans. I did too. It was pretty amazing. It was a great football game. That defense. I, all the talk's going to be about Derrick Henry. There were so many memes. And I'm and I'm going to talk about Derrick Henry in a minute. But the Tennessee Titans defense. This was by far the best game they have played in their entire lives. They all came together. The Baltimore Ravens could not get anything, and I mean anything, going in this entire football game. They even game. got a fumble on Lamar Jackson. They got multiple sacks on Lamar Jackson, which is difficult. Not just one, not two, but I think they got like four. Yeah. Uh, it caused a fumble. On what they call the best QB of 2019. Uh, how many interceptions were there? Was there one or two? I don't remember. They got like two, I'd say. 
Um, but the the Titans defense, I mean, they just yeah, it was, it was one one touchdown, two interceptions. Um, the Tennessee Titans defense, though, I mean, they they completely shut down the number one rushing offense in not just this season, but in all of NFL history. Yeah, yeah, and Tennessee. Derrick Henry also passing the most rushing yards in the NFL for the four consecutive postseason games. Mm-hmm. What did he end up with? He was he ended, it he was ended like up with four hundred something. Well, it was over five. Remember that we were watching oh, it. Yeah, it was, it was like, five the, five fifteen the was the record. Record was five fifteen. He had close to six hundred yards. Yeah, it was like five, he ended up breaking off like a sixty five. Pretty sure yard it was like five eighty something. But he ended up with like hundred ninety five rushing yards in one game. And that's two consecutive 175-plus rushing yard games in the postseason for King Henry. That's, like, I'm pretty sure either, like, close to or over 300 rushing yards. It's got to be a record. It's got to be. He's setting records all over the place. Yeah. But that, and, and also, another record, well, I don't know if it's a record. It might be tied for one. I heard it this morning. Was that second consecutive postseason game, Ryan Tannehill has thrown for less than 100 yards. And they were able to take out the new... <laughs> the New England Patriots and the Baltimore Ravens, which was a 13-3 and and a 14-2 and teams. I'm pretty sure I told you this, but whenever Ryan Tannehill was with the Dolphins, it was definitely the Dolphins' fault that he didn't play good because they had nobody he around is him. like an MVP this year. They did not have King Henry. It's true. <laughs> they didn't have an A.J. Brown or a Tajay Sharp. Sure. Big trust. Woo, woo. Yeah. <laughs> It was an amazing football game. As you can tell, we are happy that the Ravens are out of it. Um, I was, honestly, I'm a fan of Lamar Jackson. I think he's doing great things in the league. I think he is setting his team up for success in the long run. Who said who? I, 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 don't, I don't know what happened to him, honestly. I mean, I don't know if it was the week rest or the two-week rest, I guess it was, that they took because they took off week 17. They, they benched those starters. Um, I do think a big piece of it was the fact that Mark Ingram was not 100%. That's true. He was injured in week 16, sat out week 17. He had that bye week, and then coming out, he, he was still wrapped That's up. That's three weeks. He had a heat wrap on that calf of his throughout most of the game uh, while he was on the sidelines. And it, it, they just they don't look like the same team without him in the backfield with that attitude, with that pressure that he gives to that defense. Um, the, the Titans... They literally come out of nowhere, um, but they are play, play, playing. I would have to say the strongest football out of any team currently still in the race, and that's including the Chiefs. I think the Titans, that defense, can smother absolutely anybody if they can contain Lamar Jackson. They should be able to contain Patrick Mahomes. He's great on his legs, but you know what? He's not as fast. He's not as quick or dynamic yeah. as Lamar Jackson. But Derek, hold on, no, no, let's not, let's let's stick on this because because King Henry deserves that. Yeah, deserves that much from us. Derek Henry is putting together an, a historical second half of his 2019-2020 NFL season. Not only is he the lead rusher this season, so he, he has the rushing title. He's literally carrying this team on his back. I got you guys. <laughs> think think about this. He took the Tennessee Titans into Gillette Stadium, into Foxborough, in January, clobbered the New England Patriots, knocked them out of the playoffs. 
Then he takes them into a cold, hostile environment in Baltimore to take on the 14-2 and Ravens. Clobbered them. Now he is taking his Tennessee Titans into Arrowhead, into the Kansas City Chiefs, to take on Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and that crazy defense. Yep. We're going to get into that in a little bit when we talk about next week's game. But they got a shot. But let's move on to Sunday's game. And games. which I think is the upset of the playoffs. And also, it's rare to see 50 points in a playoffs game. We go 50 to the, burger! We go to Houston Texans and the Kansas City Chiefs. 31-51. to 51. 24-0. The Houston Texans like were up by... Time. In the second quarter. And then... Chiefs come back, put a freaking 50 points. <laughs> Travis Kelsey looks at Pat Mahomes and he's like, Hey, I think the game started. We should start doing something here. And then before you know it, it's halftime and it's 28-24. And then he decided, we have a whole second half of football game, guys. Let's play more. Let's keep doing this thing. It's starting yeah. to get fun. That when when that score hit fourteen nothing, twenty one nothing. I mean everything and absolutely everything was going in the favor of the Houston Texans between muffed punts, fumble recoveries for touchdowns on special teams. They had every single piece of the game going in their favor, and then all of a sudden, Pat Mahomes turned it on. He started the engine, and he didn't stop driving. Nope. The Kansas City Chiefs, it looked like that bye week was going to be their demise. Is that they had too much rust to shake off. J.J. Watt, Deshaun Watson, and the Houston Texans were taking it to them. Deshaun Watson. Yeah, DeAndre Hopkins. They need to get players with names that don't sound the same. But anyway, they can work at in the offseason while they're sitting at home. But the Kansas City Chiefs came out firing on all cylinders in the second quarter, threw up 51 points to solidify their place in the AFC Championship game. This was such an exciting game to watch from start to finish because you had kind of the shock and awe at the very beginning of the Houston Texans taking it to the Kansas City Chiefs, which honestly is the is the AFC favorite, especially right now that the Ravens are out. But they were taking it to them. And it seems like it didn't seem like the Texans gave up because Kansas City was starting to make their comeback. Watson still had a smile on his face. He was still having fun. But the Texans could not stop anything. There was a punt in the first quarter by the Chiefs. And then the next time the Chiefs punted was about four minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. I think they had it was like seven straight drives of putting points on the board. And there were so many drops in that game by the Chiefs. So oh, many. I was going nuts between Kelsey and then uh, whoever was at receiver number 11. He dropped about three of them. And they all would have been first downs, and it was to end drives at the beginning of that game. And it just it just seemed like everything was going for the Texans and the Chiefs. 
it, it's almost like the NFL was against them at that point, or the football gods were against the Chiefs. Um, but they decided they didn't care anymore and just turned it on and went for it. We're gonna the Chiefs. Let's go. It, it's just it, it was it was amazing football to watch. Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy put that offense in great opportunities to to succeed. And when you have Pat Mahomes leading that squad on the offense, you're never out of a football game. Nope. And now let's get into Brady's going to go take a seat. I'm going to talk for a bit. He's still upset. We're going to talk about last night's game, which was the Seattle Seahawks going into Lambeau Field in January and having to take on A.A. Ron Rodgers and those Green Bay Packers. Um... You might hear some stuff out of the back of the room here. Just That's ignore that. Um, now, it, it was an upsetting game, to be honest with you. I mean, it, it, it ended when you look at the end score, it was a very tight game, um, which is what everybody expected. You know, the Packers, the offense isn't putting a whole game together. Um, the defense is, is kind of shoddy at times. And then you have the Seahawks, where the defense is not the defense of old, right? You don't have Sherman back there. You don't have uh, Earl Thomas or Cam Chancellor. You don't have the Legion of Boom anymore. You haven't had them for years, and they haven't seemed to get over that. They still, they're still in that mentality that they have all those stars, and they don't. Um, and I think at halftime it was twenty-one to three. The end, the end of the game there, it ended up twenty-eight twenty-three. Um, we had a house here pretty much rooting for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, my, my dad was, a, is a Packers fan, lifelong Packers fan. So my mom, my dad came down and we had a, some great family time. You probably heard that at the end of the last episode. We had an amazing time as a family, just hanging out, watching the good game of football together. At the beginning, we had a good time. Um, you know, Brady here was a little upset when it was, you know, 21 to three at halftime. And then Russell Wilson did what Russell Wilson does. And he puts the entire... City of Seattle on his shoulders and wills them to wins. Now, I'm not just going to hone in on the bogus first down that allowed Green Bay to solidify this football game because of a bad referee call. Always. There was about three calls in this game specifically that kept giving the power to Green Bay to score a touchdown or to continue drives. Um, I'm not going to make this a whole session on bashing the referees, but last weekend, wildcard weekend, the other three divisional playoff games this weekend, I have to say were some of the best refereeing that I've seen in the last five years in NFL football. And then the Seattle Seahawks and Green Bay Packers game completely turned that around and gave us exactly what we've been seeing the last couple of years, which is sub-average refereeing at the highest level of football that can be played. I'm pretty sure that you said like two of the penalties were on Clowney that shouldn't have actually been penalties. Yeah, they were probably making up for the hit on Carson Wentz last week and because that sounds like what the NFL likes to do. Um, it's, it's just, it's unfortunate because Seattle mounted such an amazing comeback against Green Bay in their own house. And I truly believe that if Russell Wilson had one last drive, even if it was 90 seconds with no timeouts, I I firmly believe he could have willed them to a win. 
With the way that he was playing, he decided he wasn't going to sit in the pocket anymore and wait for things to happen. He was making, he was being Russell Wilson. He was making things happen with his legs, extending drives, getting first downs. I, I give, you know, Brady and I go back and forth. He gives me slack about my Falcons. I give him slack about the the Seahawks because that's what sports people do. Hey, you even but, said about yourself about the Falcons loss in the Super Bowl. But 28-3, I, I will honestly go on record saying I would have to say Russell Wilson, the second best quarterback in the entire National Football League right behind Patrick Mahomes. And that's above my boy Matt Ryan, which I still believe is top five. Because uh, he doesn't get the credit that he deserves, but I will take Russell Wilson over just about anybody in the NFL. Even Lamar. Over Lamar. Over Aaron Rodgers. Over anybody but Pat Mahomes. Overrated. Um, the Seattle Seahawks, unfortunately, out of the playoffs. I think that they are going to make some major changes, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um. I, they could potentially be looking at a new defensive coordinator, maybe bring in a different defensive backs coach uh, to try to help those players along. Now, they do have to worry about paying Ziggy Ansah, seeing if Clowney wants to come back after he gets his core surgery in the next couple of days here. Um, Clowney made a statement this morning that he only wants to play for a team that has a shot. If he doesn't think that Seattle has a shot, then you know what? I would wish him well and send him on his way to Cleveland. Uh, just because, I mean, he clearly doesn't know or understand the history of the Seattle Sea of the Russell Wilson, Seattle Seahawks. Um, but it, it was, I mean, it was, it was a good football game. It was back and forth. It didn't end up the way that, uh, our household definitely wanted. Um, but it was, it was good football. It was unfortunate on a lot of the penalties. It was probably the most penalized game over the whole weekend. Um, which should tell you something because it was a relatively clean game. Um, it, it was just unfortunate the way that it was called. Uh, but there was a 28-23 win, Green Bay over Seattle, which takes Green Bay and sends them next weekend in the NFC Championship game into Levi Stadium to face the fierce 49ers. So... Next week's lineup looks pretty amazing. Now, we're only going to do one episode this weekend because uh, the wi- wife and I are going away for a weekend, so I'm going to miss at least one of the games um, while we're out of the, the, out of the show. Well, but, it should be the first But Brady game. will be here with my dad and and, uh, and, 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 and my mom. And my but, bros. But they'll be watching the games. Um, I will. But, but two, two essentially good games on Sunday. You got the Titans... Going Chiefs. into Arrowhead to take on Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. And then you got the late game, which is the Packers heading into Levi Stadium against the 49ers. Niners win. Now, Brady's taking the Titans and the Niners. Got Derrick Henry. We just need him to play like he did against the Ravens. Well, let's, let's talk about this matchup. Let's talk about the Titans and the Chiefs. Right, You have the hottest football team in the NFL right now, the Tennessee Titans, coming to take on the offensive juggernauts, which is Pat Mahomes... Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, and even look at McCall Hardman, rookie out of Georgia, uh, making his name known. Okay, So you have two absolutely physical and dominant football teams. Now the Chiefs 
have a have a have really turned around their defense this year, especially in the second half of the season with Spags as the coach, really getting them to that, that defense to buy into his system and his mentality. This is probably the best shot of a team being able to slow down Derrick Henry. And I didn't say stop because you cannot stop the NFL rushing leader and what he's been doing over the past six to eight weeks. If they can slow him down, they have a shot. Because if you put the entire game on Tannehill's shoulders, I don't think they come out with the win. Because you can you can put everything on Pat Mahomes. And as you saw this weekend, he can throw up 50 if he wants to. But the Tennessee Titans defense, they took a Ravens team that went that, that likes going for it on fourth downs. They went eight for eight in the whole regular season on fourth downs. Mm-hmm. They went 0 for 3 in this game against the Tennessee Titans. And that was a 4th and 1, a 4th and inches, a 4th and less than 5. They shut down Lamar Jackson in that running game every single time. So if anybody right now can go into Arrowhead and take out the Kansas City Chiefs, I firmly believe it is the Tennessee Titans. They are on some sort of crazy roller coaster right now where it doesn't matter who gets in their way, they just plow yeah. with Derrick Henry directly through the middle of them and take them out with ease. Yeah. I think this is going to be such an amazing old school style of smash mouth football. And sadly, you're going to miss it. Because the Chiefs are going to have to try to go through the air. Tennessee Titans defense, especially the linebackers and defensive backs, have been playing phenomenal football. Phenomenal. So I really think this is going to be a great great game. And I'm not even picking this game because I'm looking at the bigger picture. I don't care who in the AFC gets to the Super Bowl. No, I don't. Because whoever, whichever AFC team makes it, that's my pick for the Super Bowl. Because I don't think the Niners or the Packers can face up to either one of these AFC teams right now. Mm-mm. And to gleam into my pick for the Packers and 49ers. He wants Packers to win. I want the Packers to win. Because of my statement earlier where I firmly said I want Kyle Shanahan to lose. Die at home. <laughs> the only other pick that I could potentially come up with is that if the 49ers are able to take out the Green Bay Packers this weekend, I want them to go into the Super Bowl, and I want Kyle Shanahan to lose in the Super Bowl 28-3. Just for old time's sake, Shanny. Shanny. Shanny Granny. I guess if I have to pick, I am going to take the Chiefs over the Titans. You realize if they lose, that puts both of us at 5-4. and four. I'm going to take the Chiefs, and I'm going to take the Packers. Now, I do realize that just a couple of weeks ago, the Niners threw an absolute beating on Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Awesome. But I think it's a little different this time. If if Green Bay's defense comes out to play and they slow down that run game, they have a shot. Mm -hmm. Defensive backs played well yesterday against... Metcalf and Lockett. Tyler Tyler Lockett, by the way. We didn't even talk about Tyler Lockett. 
that see, boy, that boy week, had an amazing game last yesterday. Last week, you actually said you can't forget about Tyler Lockett, and you yeah. got like three amazing and, receptions. And, and they must have because he had a couple of touchdowns. Like, he was the go-to man for Russell again yesterday. Only, he only he threw had, it to like Metcalf. He had over a hundred yards receiving. And Hollister, I'm mad at you, dude. <laughs> he threw like two balls to you, and you dropped both of them. So I'm gonna take the Chiefs and the Packers. That's the opposing from next what I weekend. Because I'm Titans and 49ers. You're like Chiefs Packers. We are. I wait, made wait. some. I made some crazy picks last week to try to get myself ahead, and it worked. You already have a head. for the most part. But I, I, do, I think I, this is you know these playoffs have been pretty amazing football games, and it shows why football is the best sport in the world. And I think these next two games for championship weekend are. Um, they're gonna they're gonna continue to show why. Um, I, I I just I I really hope yeah. that the refereeing is on par with. Oh, I doubt it. You know, seven of the last eight games because wildcard weekend. I thought the refereeing was really really good up until last night in that Seahawks Packers game. I thought it was really really good. They let there's the so players many play. There's fans that well, there's probably like some Packers fans that are just like completely disagreeing with you right now. Well, of course they are, but it is what it is. It's football. That's how it goes. That's what we want in the story. <laughs> um But I think we're going to get two really really great football games with Titans Chiefs, Absolutely. Packers, Niners, and then after that, of course, we get the Super Bowl. The Pro Bowl weekend in between and we, then we get to I the Super Bowl. I think you're going to be back whenever we watch. I'm pretty sure it's on a Friday. Isn't it? No. No, it's on a Saturday. Yeah, it's on a Sunday. Oh. Pro Bowl's on a Sunday. Oh. We're going to stay up to watch. Pro Bowl's boring. We're probably going to stay up to watch. We're going to watch it anyway, but it's everybody knows the Pro Bowl's boring. It, now, what that really means is that it's going to be all the All-Stars from the NFC against the Ravens. Wait, because have... the Ravens have like 11 players going and now they have no chance then to get again, to the Super Bowl, so they're going to be in it. There's Russell Wilson and Bobby Wagner is in it, aren't they? That's true. So, got a good NFC quarterback. It's true. You got to it's 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 an All-Star game, you know, there's 100 points scored in these games typically, so um so you know, Jones gonna be in it. we'll watch it. Uh, he probably won't play. He's too good for that. He's like, I'm done. But uh, a lot of great football coming yet. It's coming down to the end, and then we're going to have Super Bowl. a crazy offseason after the Super Bowl. I'm trying not to think of it yet because it's just sad when the Super Bowl's Wait, over. Joe Burrow has to go to Cincinnati. He's going to end up going to the Bengals. Sadly. But we'll talk about that go later. The, we'll talk about that after the season. LSU the, and Clemson tonight. Go to the Patriots because they're gonna need they're gonna need a quarterback after Tom Brady leaves. Yeah, but he's coming back, so don't worry about that. But you got the Clemson Clemson LSU game tonight for college football championship. Don't say go Tigers because they're both the Tigers. True. It's Tiger versus Tiger. But let's go LSU. Joe Burrow, finish what you started. Head into the NFL with a win, because if you go to Cincinnati, you're going to be losing for a while. So, with that being <laughs> said, true. it's been another great episode here at the All Out Blitz podcast. And the last episode of this week. And the, uh, and the only episode this week. We'll Sorry. get two in next week. Should be. But, uh... Probably, thank, probably won't be on Monday. No, thanks, thanks to everybody for listening, though. Enjoy another great weekend of football. I will. Watching the Packers lose. Let's go AFC. Yeah! Is all I'm saying. But uh, have, a, have a great week, garbage. folks. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode. And we'll catch you on the flip side. For Peace. Jeff and Brady, Peace. All Out Blitz, peace out. Peace out, people.